0: hello youngstown phantom fans my name is sam olmstead his name is justin irwin we are this is the dump and chase podcast now at one point in history we had some witty banter in this spot but this is our third time recording this episode for all of you. (laughs) The first time was interrupted by Justin just disappearing from the call for five minutes. The second time, we managed to get through the episode, but we were both suffering from severe sleep deprivation, and the entire show sounded like a documentary about the side effects of Xanax. But now we are rested, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed, and ready to do this for a third time. Ah, hopefully.
1: Only the third time.
0: Now, there is a reason we went through all of this trouble. Uh, this is a big episode for us, um, our 50th show. There are also a handful of our short-form breakaway episodes and about 10 90-second weekend preview clips that we did that we would rather never mention ever again. Uh, but, for th- <laughs> but for this show, The Mothership, the Dump and Chase podcast, this is the big 5-0. And, you know, it seems like only yesterday we were all confused and felt like we were in over our heads, just hoping to do enough to get people to tune into the next week. So thankful that isn't the case anymore, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just yesterday, I think.
0: Yeah. And now chugging along with attempt number three. How about we get into some news and notes?
1: OK, I, I think we're well practiced on this, at least.
0: Yeah. All right. So to kick this off, first, we're going to bring up former Phantom Georgie Merkulov, one of our favorites, October 15th. Uh, picked up his first NCAA goal with Ohio State. Uh, that was a 4-3 overtime win over UConn. Uh, he gets his first. We, we admit, we, I had made the joke a few times that he may have left a few of his uh, sticks in the locker room and Bayard Hall found them. Unfortunately, I never bothered to look to see if they were the same uh, hand shot. Uh, turns out they are not. <laughs> but that, that is the magic of Georgie Merkulov's sticks. Uh, he left some in the locker room. Byard Hall picked one up. It immediately went from a left hand to a right hand, grew a couple inches longer. And you can see what Byard has done with them this season.
1: <laughs> Whatever it is, we just hope it's legal in this country.
0: My, <laughs> you know. Uh, the joke worked on its own until I found out that one, that Georgie's a left-hander and Bayard's a right-hander. So doing what I can to save it. Yeah. So looking at some roster news, uh, Primo self who came over in a trade right before the season started, uh, it had showed up online that he had been sent to Maryland, of the North American hockey league. Apparently that wasn't meant to be. Uh, he ended up signing with the Surrey Eagles of the British uh, Columbia hockey league. Um, so I guess, uh, Primo, sorry to see you go. We very literally hardly knew you. (laughs)
1: Um, yeah, I mean, seemed like a solid player. I'm sure his skill set will be appreciated in the BCHL. We could argue all day, you know, which was the better choice. Um, but, you know, best of luck.
0: And a trade that happened this past week, a little bit of a head scratcher. We're not going to really get into too much speculation into what was going on here, but, uh. The Phantom sent Cole Birch and Cole Teleke, uh to Cedar Rapids for defenseman TJ Schweighart and a 2022 phase two sixth round pick. Um, yeah. Cole Birch was our uh, third leading scorer last season. we uh, was expecting big things from him this year. Really bummed to see him go um, again. Really no speculation on to why this happened. Um, we do know that uh, last season uh, with Cedar Rapids shutting down uh Schweighart, uh, was taken in the dispersal draft by Omaha, who at the time their assistant GM was current, uh, phantoms, co-GM, uh, Jason Deskins. So, I mean, there is some familiarity there. Uh, you know, Jason knows him, uh, knows what kind of player he is, I guess, hopefully, uh, coming to Youngstown, it works out for him.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no doubt he has a very good degree of experience in the league. um, Solid defenseman, but then we give up uh you know a pretty good score and a uh, pretty solid defenseman um, uh, i i don't know really what to make of it, but I guess we'll see here over the next couple of weeks if it was a good idea.
0: Now one thing you would pointed out to me was that uh, the article about the trade uh, referenced a few times about uh, Schweikart being a right hand shot that le- kind of led to some more confusion for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, um obviously right-handed uh, shooting defensemen are kind of at a premium at um you know that means you're left-hand dominant usually. You know, there are less of them uh covering that side of the boards. Uh becomes, you know, somewhat of an issue sometimes. But uh Tulecki was also right handed uh shooter, and we're pretty well balanced uh between right and left handed so yeah um i mean he does have a lot of experience for a right handed shooter, so uh, you know again the next couple of weeks i think will show us um if there you know was wisdom to this deal.
0: Okay. And, uh, to wrap up this portion, uh, real quick here, we just wanted to send our condolences and uh, best wishes to the Fargo force on the passing of their owner, Ace Brandt, um, who did pass away this past weekend. Um, only 60 years old, uh, far too young. Uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, sending our thoughts, uh, you know, well wishes everything else out to Fargo for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, he was, I, I believe this, uh, the only owner in the team history, um was very big and i guess getting some renovations in the arena so obviously a big loss not just to fargo but i think to the whole league
0: okay so with that how about we move on to the weekend recap so on october 8th and 9th the phantoms traveled to wisconsin to take on the returning madison capitals Phantoms lost the game on Friday, 5-1, with the lone goal being scored by Ryan Alexander, his fourth of the season. As for the Saturday game, the Phantoms lost 7 to nothing. So instead of four points this week, we're going to go with one point, what we liked. And that was the weekend recap. Now we're going to move on and see how things are looking in the Eastern Conference after the first month of play. Yeah, I would definitely say that was one of our faster weekend recaps. Uh, yeah, concise. But yeah, have, uh, we'll go ahead and take a look at the Eastern Conference standings here. At least uh, not much has changed in the last couple of years right now. Uh, Chicago sitting in first in the East with 14 points. Um, all eight games they've played, they have gotten at least a point in those. Uh, although half of their games have gone to overtime, so it seems like uh, at least the beginning of the season, you're not seeing them blowing out teams like we've been used to seeing. Uh, their games have been uh, much tighter. Maybe a couple of those overtime games, they didn't have any business losing, but did. So uh, yeah, we'll see how that plays out as the season goes on. Uh, second place, Ma- uh, Madison Capitals, 11 points. We had made a joke before, kind of a joke, kind of a comparison of uh, Madison kind of being the equivalent of an expansion team, uh, with not being around for a year, a lot of roster turnover. Uh, bench and front office turnover, so yeah, um as far as being an expansion team, they're really following the pattern of the Vegas Golden Knights this season uh really playing way over their heads but yeah the uh that, so as far as an expansion team, yeah, a lot of Vegas Golden Knights going on here
1: yeah, um and I guess that puts Cedar Rapids in the Seattle Kraken position.
0: ooh, sorry, everett.
1: <laughs> and hopefully not us in the Nashville position.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so sitting in third place, Dubuque with nine points, uh, fourth place, green Bay with six USA in the fifth position with five points. Um, that's a little bit of an interesting one right off the bat. Um, team USA has played nine games. The under eighteens teams are two Oh and one so far. The U 17s are zero and six and probably look the worst I have ever seen. <laughs> Uh, the U-17 squad, and that includes the one from a few years back that only won four games. But because the uh, Jack Hughes-led U-18s were so good, they still got into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, uh, quite a difference there. We know what the last year's U-17s can do, and uh, they're doing it, and... Yeah, this year's U-17s, they're not doing it.
0: Well, uh, when the Phantoms played the U-17s a couple of weeks ago, you had made the point to me, what was it about William Whitelaw that he was not good enough to play on this squad? Because we know what we saw at tryout camp, <laughs> and we know what we saw that weekend up in Plymouth. <laughs> um, uh, it is certainly conspiracy theory time. Okay, so going back to the standings here in sixth place, and right now uh, the final playoff spot is Youngstown with four points. Uh, Muskegon is in seventh place with four points. Um, I don't know what the tiebreaker is there that somehow we're a spot above them, but right now I'll take it.
1: I believe it's goals four at this point is what we lead them in. So...
0: (laughs) Yeah, Muskegon usually has pretty good starts to the season, so... um... Their play or I guess their lack of play so far has been a a little eye opening uh, the first month of this season.
1: Yeah. um, uh, What I saw at the uh, fall classic was impressively bad.
0: Yeah. And in last place in the East, who also happens to be the subject of our weekend preview, that is the returning Cedar Rapids Rough Riders. So, yes, uh, the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders uh, currently on this season, one win, four losses. That is good for two points. And like I said, last in the Eastern Conference, Uh, they are coming into this weekend on a three game losing streak. Um, Also, in uh, their five games played this season, they have only scored nine goals. Um, So offense is uh, really lacking in Cedar Rapids right now, although uh, a good chunk of their offense just got traded to them. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, this will be Youngstown's first trip to Cedar Rapids. Uh, This will be their first game in Cedar Rapids since February 1st, uh, 2020, which works out to 630 days. Um, Again, as Cedar Rapids was one of the teams that had to shut down uh, last season, Uh, nothing to do with COVID, everything to do with uh, just those uh, awful Midwest storms that kind of blew through there and uh, pretty much took out uh, a very large chunk of their building.
1: Yeah, i am actually kind of impressed that they got it uh, repaired uh, as quickly as they did.
0: Um so yeah, uh so this Friday, October 22nd and Saturday, October 23rd, um again the Phantoms will be in Cedar Rapids. Both of these games the puck drop will be at 805 Eastern. Both will be available on Hockey TV. Um, So for this one, we're going to do something a little different we don't typically do. Uh, We're going to dive a little deeper into this matchup and look at the tail of the tape. So comparing these two teams, we'll start with this first stat. Uh, Youngstown going into this game is averaging three goals a game. Uh, Cedar Rapids is averaging 0.55 goals per game. Um, Youngstown is giving up 3.7 goals per game. Cedar Rapids is giving up 3.8 goals per game. Now we're going to get into the special teams and there's actually a very specific reason we're doing this Um, right now. Youngstown on the power play, they are ranked last in the Eastern conference. Cedar Rapids is ranked fourth. So right in the middle. Um, Also want to point out of the nine goals that Cedar Rapids has scored this season. Five of them have been uh, on the man advantage. Now, as far as the penalty kill Youngstown looks a lot better uh, sitting in third place in the Eastern conference Uh, Cedar Rapids. They are sixth on their penalty kill And of the 19 goals that Cedar Rapids has given up this season, um, eight of them have been well shorthanded. Now, I bring all this up because um, probably I'm a stats geek. It's pretty much out there at this point. This has to be the most surprising stat I've seen ever in my time as a Youngstown Phantoms fan. Uh, So far, a month into the season, the Youngstown Phantoms have 52 penalty minutes. That is the least in the entire USHL. Ugh. Things you'd never thought you'd see, (laughs) but but there it is. Yeah,
1: that's that's up there with Baird Hall bearing a uh, backhander on a shorthanded breakaway.
0: So right there, because as I just pointed out, um, more than half of Cedar Rapids goal production has come on the power play. Youngstown has managed so far to stay out of the box. Uh, Cedar Rapids 138 penalty minutes. That is the most in the USHL um doing the quick math in my head i believe that works out to an average of about 27 penalty minutes a game um
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's obvious that special teams are going to um or lack of them will be a key factor in this weekend um we just have to stay disciplined and let them do their thing
0: yeah Another, another, uh, little wrinkle to this matchup that if you have hockey TV, you will see this weekend. If not, you will see it next weekend at the Cavelli center. Um, Cedar Rapids is starting to look a little like Youngstown West right now. Um, 20, per, uh, 20% of their roster is made up of, uh, skaters, players yeah. p- ska- of skaters who, uh, played with the phantoms, um, last season as a matter of fact. Um, Nate Hanley, of course, um, he was a Cedar Rapids player. He the Phantoms took him in last season's dispersal draft. Um, wasn't around very long after 14 games. He was traded to Green Bay, and of course, this year his rights went back to Cedar Rapids, so he's back uh in Iowa. Yusako Ando was traded to Cedar Rapids in an off-season trade. Um so far this season, five preseason games, no points, uh four. Uh, he has played in four of five of the Rough Riders games. Only one assist in those four games. We we loved Ando while he was here. Uh, very highly touted when he came in, even though he was a uh, very very late Phase Two uh, round pick. Yeah, so uh, seems to be having a little trouble getting his feet under him in Cedar Rapids. Uh, hopefully he gets it together, just not uh, in the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, we of course we mentioned earlier uh, Cole Teloki. Uh, six games with Youngstown this season, two assists. He was sent off to Cedar Rapids as well as Colbert. Uh, 38 points last season with Youngstown. That was good for third behind uh, Jack Malone and Georgie Merkulov on the team. So far in one game with Cedar Rapids, two goals and one assist. So of uh, Cedar Rapids, nine goals. Two of them were scored by Kolberch last weekend <laughs> um, and was named the uh, USHL. Uh, forward of the week. So that felt good. Yeah. Um. Al- already on top of the confusion of sending away Cole Birch and then he wins forward of the week. Yeah. That felt good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely great to see him in the, you know, social media picture for USHL player of the week, wearing a Phantoms Jersey, winning the award for Cedar Rapids. Yeah. And I'd like to point out that, um, yeah, Cole Birch was our returning uh, lead scorer from last year. Um, playing in the USHL, had we not traded him, the player after him would have been Ando.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, um, out of the players that we returned to the USHL from last year, our top two scores are now on Cedar Rapids.
0: hmm. Okay. So Justin, uh, coming into this weekend, um, what, what do you see will be, uh, the key or keys? Go go a little Phil Bork on here, the uh, old two-niner. Uh, <laughs> what what are your keys to victory this weekend? I can't think of any better way to ask that.
1: <laughs> uh, um, I think we need to find some way to score. Um, in the games that we've lost, um, we lost four. Two of them have been shutouts. One was a two-goal game. One was a one-goal game. Uh, we got to find ways to put pucks in the net. Um Uh, If we can't do it on the power play, we're going to have to do it five on five. Um, And yeah, if we can get scoring and hopefully take advantage of the power play, I think there will be no problem taking Cedar Rapids off their game and getting some easy points. Um, If we can't, um, it could be a very long weekend again.
0: Um, for me, I would like, I think I would like to see the defense chipping in a little more around the crease, uh, help the goaltenders out. I mean, by no stretch of the imagination has Kyle Chavette and, uh, Owen Bartoskevich been bad. I don't think, um, I, especially last weekend with Madison, they really kind of got hung out to dry quite a few times. Uh, so hopefully with having the week off and things being worked on, hopefully one of those things was uh, a little more support in front of the net uh kind of help them out and take a little bit of the load off of them.
1: Yeah, all five skaters need to 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 help out in the uh, uh defensive zone.
0: Okay, I I think we're safe. We made it through this one. Um I guess third time is the charm. You did hit record, right?
1: Um I guess I should check. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remind okay. remind me tomorrow remind me tomorrow to export. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to run some Windows <laughs> updates tonight.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. So we made it through. How about we hop on the carousel and get the H-E double hockey sticks out of here? Okay. So as always, the Dump and Chase podcast is brought to you by HockeyFan.com. The articles there are coming fast and furious. This has to be the most consistent you have been since I got involved and gave you more work to do.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I have a little <laughs> bit more time uh, lately, so.
0: Well, so far, so good. So, okay. So you can also check us out um, at our syndication partner, OhioHockeyDigest.com. If there is anything you want to know or need to know about every level of hockey in the state of Ohio, go check out OhioHockeyDigest.com. Now, if you look in the description of this episode, you'll find a link to our Linktree page. Click or tap on that. And you'll have all the links to all of our social media, YouTube, um, audio podcast links, and everything else in our Dump and Chase universe. Oof. Worst movie franchise ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, the, the origin stories would be very unbelievable and not relatable at all. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. These, these characters need to be rewritten.
0: All right, so we'll be back next week to recap this weekend, as well as look ahead to a three-game weekend at the Cavelli Center. So whether you're in Youngstown, Lincoln, Nebraska, Atlanta, Georgia, Frankfurt, Germany, Victoria, British Columbia, or Sydney, Australia, we thank you for listening along. For Justin Irwin, I'm Sam Olmstead. Mr. DJ, play us out. Oh, that's me. And hitting play now.